Hello, wrestling fans. It's Quint Charisma. Hey, that's me. Today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Oh, yeah. Yellow again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quint Charisma are back. By golly, we're smack dab along ringside. And son of a gun, we're ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. Quentin, it sounds like you're feeling much better. Yeah, I feel uh, a little better than you know, I caught that old Chinese virus that's going around. And, uh, oh man, it's, uh, it's, it's bad news. I have some people in my family fighting it too, so yeah. I know exactly what you're going through. Yeah. It's rough, man. It's a humdinger, I tell you. <laughs> it ain't no joke, and enough people don't take it serious enough. Yeah, it, it, it'll get you, man. It, it, oof. Well, then there's some people get it and barely affect, and some people it knocks their pecker sideways, but, you know. <laughs> but anyway, so we had a little, uh, gosh, we hadn't. What did we miss? Three weeks. weeks? Huh? Two weeks, I think. Okay, I don't. I can't remember. <laughs> it feels like forever. I get it. Yeah, it does. That's a good little break, you know, though. Actually, because you know, sometimes you need a little little break there from doing it. But um, hey, not only that, we had a real good talk the other night. Uh, after we finished up nineteen eighty seven, we got some some something new in store. Yeah, we decided to change it up a little bit because um. Doing a whole year of a territory, it bogs down, especially when their booking gets stale and they have no ideas and want to uh, do stupid gimmick matches for a month. You know, <laughs> so we're going to change it up a little bit. And, um, yeah, I mean, we think we remember the hot angle of that year, but we don't remember either all the BS that surrounded it or the BS that became before and after it. You know, so when you when you do the whole year, for instance, eighty seven, do you remember the Tommy Rich and, and Austin Idol and you know, Jerry Lawler feud? Yep. And that's not it's other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what we're doing, we'll go around we're just gonna start until the end of the year to start coming of uh big angles and matches, you know, the blow off and it just uh you know, of different territories and stuff and 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 just do that. So it'll still be territory, you know. Still territory wrestling review because it's still be in the ter- time of the territories. But there's because and it's hard to find uh, years of stuff too, full years, which would kind of you know with this being '87 and we've been thinking we had any problem with it, and we've actually you know there's a couple episodes we missed and there's been a couple half episodes. So uh, like I was would love to do like. Um, 79, early 80s Portland, but good luck with finding a whole year of that. And, uh, yeah, and, and we both, let's be honest, we both love to cover Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Except there's already a podcast <laughs> that does that. I think they're like two or three. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you know, I know there's at least one. Um, it's and basic- they do it better than us. Let's be real. <laughs> do what? And they probably do it better than us. I don't know. You said that. You said you listened to them one day. It wasn't that good. Uh, it just it depends. Yeah, I guess it's like our episodes. It depends. Yeah. But uh, and then you have some. You know, you got people doing uh, Watts. Uh, one of Watts. Same, same people. Is it the same people? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah, 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 they do. They do Watts. They do Smoky Mountain, and they also do WCW. That's right, like, they do. They do like Sar- the uh, yeah, the studio Saturday night eighty stuff. That's right. Yeah, dang. And then there's somebody that's doing Mid Atlantic now. Um, 
I'm sure somebody's doing Florida somewhere out there. <laughs> yeah. So what we're saying is, it's hard out here for a pimp. Yeah. Because there's, there's not a lot of full footage out there, so it's, you know, if you do have, find something, a whole thing of it, somebody's usually, I've already done it, and it's out there if you want to listen to it, so we figured we'll just switch it up and just, um, we ain't saying we're not going to go back to doing a full season, a full year or something, but we're just going to take a little time off and a little, little something different to we can, you know, maybe find that full year of something, um, you know, like... Like JP suggested that uh, the uh, last year of Continental, which I think it's only like eight months, maybe nine months, maybe maybe long, but we might even do that one. Come back with that because that's something I uh, would uh, think would be very interesting. Watch promote, you know, see how promotion on, on its last leg, how it did. But because they had super talent down there, even though they were going out of business, so that I think that'd be really interesting. Now, I've always liked Continental, so <clears throat> so but yeah, we're, we're just gonna uh change up a little bit at the beginning of the year. Uh, I don't know how long we'll do it, we'll just see how long, but yeah, we'll eventually get back to doing it a, a year or so. But we, you know, which for now, we're gonna mix it up a little bit. So, and the beauty of it to me is that. And as anyone who's listened to this podcast realized, uh, you and I have different opinions on wrestling. We, we we overlap in a lot of areas, too. Yeah. But we have different opinions. So Quentin will pick a, a match one week for us to watch, and then I'll pick the match the next week uh, or the angle or whatever the next week. So you'll get to hear two different opinions on it. Yeah. And, uh, and with two, who have two different opinions on wrestling in general. So I, I kind of like that. I, we get the, and we might even expose each each other to stuff we haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. This I can good. go really deep in Japanese wrestling. So I'd love to do the Japanese wrestling thing, but it just there's no, lot you know I'm more angle driven on a lot of stuff, so it's kind of hard when you don't have any talking for me. Yeah, so that's the only thing. I would love to just, and we still might do some, but you know. Because some of the matches, you know... Oh, I, I can tell you. My matches, some of them are going to be Japanese wrestling. And I'm going to research them so I can tell you the storyline leading up into it. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, I know you like Japanese wrestling, but I want you to be able to watch it and then, like, we talk about the story of it and it it lights you up then. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, it's, it makes that match even better. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that, a lot of people don't realize there's storyline in Japanese wrestling, but there is. So. Yeah, it, it, it's it's different. Like, don't get me wrong, it's not somebody's hair cream got thrown in somebody's eye. <laughs> it's, it, it's different. It's yeah. more like trying to keep your spot or protect your spot, or the next generation's coming up, and you're trying to hang stuff like that. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's deeper and more sport based. Yeah, but. Yeah, especially yeah. as you get into the 90s, it really, it was definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, once, uh, this is, once Noah got started, I, uh, I got a little back and forth on Japanese wrestling. I'm a 1990s All Japan guy. Yeah. You know, um, long matches, NWA style with a really stacked back end. Mm. I loved it. Yeah. Um, Noah was a little more fast paced um, and I liked it at the beginning but then they got into more of the shoot style junior heavyweights 
Yeah. And I, I can enjoy them for what they are, but it's not my favorite style of match to watch. Yeah. And I kind of like the old late 70s, early 80s, all Japan, all, all Japan, <laughs> all Japan blood and guts. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, like, like Funk and Brody and Hanson, where they just brawl. Well, that and the Sheik and Abby yeah. and... And and even Baba would get a little little crazy every now and get some color and let people carve him up with stuff. And uh, what, what was the guy? What's the old old guy's name? Uh, uh, oh, I know, Tiger Dead Sing. Tiger Dead Sing with his sword. Yeah. 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 Funk was doing man, I, Funk back in the late seventies in Japan. He was gigging his arm and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's crazy over there. So. Uh, one of my my favorite all Japan matches, um, and it's all it's also on one of Dave Meltzer's five stars is uh, Terry and Dory working with Brody and Hanson. Oh, I bet. And it's a brawl from the yeah. get go, and it's bloody and it's wild and it's awesome. I imagine. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna really go all over the place with this, which I think would be good because, like I said, we don't get in that rut of. Same people every week. and I, I do want to set parameters. Uh, what do you consider territory? Do we want to put a year marker on this or what? Um, Not really because, I mean. Because, like, you could consider Ring of Honor a territory. I don't want to do Ring of Honor. That's too. Okay. That's, that, that's why I'm saying maybe yeah. a, a year parameter because uh, a lot of people consider Memphis a Smoky Mountain the last territory, but you could even possibly say ECW. Um, so I didn't know. Put it this way, was. the last territory anybody made a living at. <laughs> I mean, ECW. Well, not, not, I'm talking about the, everybody worked, worked the full schedule. Right. I, I guess, um, the, well, so I, would say, I would say Smoky slash Memphis then. Yeah, that's in, in, in Nash. I mean, in uh, America was the last yeah. trip in America, so I'm, you know. We'll yeah. put it, you know. And so, in Japan, in Japan, let's go uh, pre Noah. So yeah, that's fine. So let's go New Japan, All Japan, or if we want to go, uh, or I mean, All Japan Women's, if we want to throw that, or uh, what was it, JWA? Yeah. Hey, you know I've. I've always been interested in, like, Wing. Uh, and what was the other one? What was Onita's group? Oh, uh, the Onita's group was FNW, Frontier yeah. Martial Arts Wrestling. Some of that, the start of those things, I, I'd be interested in you seeing how that stuff got going and stuff. So, I mean, you know, I don't know about you, but I, something like that, I'd be interested because, you know, I haven't got much knowledge of it, but. You know, it, it, so basically, you know, we're just, it's going to go all over the board. But, but we're we're going to be more lenient on years in Japan. Yeah, but yeah. In the, in the states, let's go like before '97. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll when did SWA die? Like die, die. It is. It, it died in the fall of '97 when it went out of business. Okay, cool. So. That that can, that can be our cutoff. Anything that came came up after then. Tried to come up on a uh, national television, trying yeah. to post some of the territory out of it. So yeah, that's, I'm good with that. That's fine. <laughs> All right. So I guess we need to get back to what we were doing. <laughs> so we just went like 20 minutes on what we're going to be doing in the next. Hey, no, it doesn't matter, man. Hey, they've had two weeks without us. This might go long. All right. 
All right, so we're doing uh, the Memphis CWA TV show from November 14, 1987. The Evansville, Indiana feed. So that means it was taped in Memphis, Tennessee on November 7, 1987. Okay, I got show number 45. Is that right? That seems right. I'm doing the math in my head because originally we were right on track with what week we were. Yeah. Um, but so, I, but see, I don't know. Did I... So I, did I count the Tracy show toward the... This is show number 45, no matter what. I don't know if it's the 45th one for the for the Memphis TV, though. I, I think I might have counted the Tracy show who did, so... I mean, yeah, I, mean, I think you did, but still. Okay. Well, this is our... The, this is going to be the 45th show that we've done. I don't know if it's actually the 45th of the TV show. But anyway. All right, so, yeah. It's the... Uh, okay, I did all that. <laughs> um... So the, it's the we get the normal opening music graphics. Uh, got Lance and Dave at the desk. Um, Lance has the uh, greeting for today. Uh, Dave has today's show lineup. He says we've got a six man, an eight man, which I was like, that's crazy. I don't think I've seen. I don't think I've seen a six man, eight man in the same show. Before. When he when he led in like that. I thought he was going to be like, and a 10-man. I know. It's like, a, yeah, he's like a 6-man. Then we have an 8-man. Then we have a, yeah, then a 10-man. That'll be next week. <laughs> and then everybody's in a battle royal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> battle royal. He said, we got the Midnight Rockers here today. Sean Michaels, Margetti, Rock RPMs, Superstar Bill Dundee, The Nasty Boys, Manny Fernandez, Jerry the King Lawler, Jimmy Jack Funk, and more. Then Lance says we got two new champions, and then they cut to break. So it's um, so we got two new champions, but it's kind of interesting that we see we have one champion with a belt and one not. So <laughs> so they come back from the break, and they've got our first match of the day is uh, Bobby Jagger to Jimmy Jack Funk against I put down Fontaine and John Pop. What was Fontaine's first name? It's Ricky Fontana. Fontana. Oh, I put Fontaine. <laughs> I guess I'll see him. looks like he's wearing one of Jerry Lawler's outfits. Man, I was like, he must. I, I can't believe Lawler let him go out there wearing the Tarzan. Well, there was a time when a lot of guys in Memphis had the Tarzan. Yeah, uh, there was, but it's, like it's been a while since we've seen anybody with one, though. <laughs> I think the last people we've seen with a Tarzan on have been... Uh, the Rising Suns. Well, you don't know tell me. <laughs> yeah, right? They, they shoot beat them up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, what I'm saying, though, I think that's the last people we saw the Tarzans on. Yeah, I think it was. But they hit just with the Tarzan, and they had the lightning bolts on the side instead of cram. I mean, it was like... Yeah, you, you mean the lightning bolts, like when Lawler... When the fans left the territory and Lawler all of a sudden started wearing lightning bolt tights. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, dude, dead up, got some, he dead up and took his, uh, um, took, went to the lot, went to the bank, got a loan and ordered up some K&H stuff, didn't he? <laughs> he was K&H'd out, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, dude looked good, man. I'll say that. Yeah. yeah you know, he, I'll say that. He looked, like, his gear was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we got Jerry Calhoun. This, this is like a high-paid outlaw guy. Do what? This was like a high-paid outlaw guy. Oh, he has a good job. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Good, good shoot job. 
So Jerry Calhoun's a referee for all the matches today at the studio. But I, I, I guess I was thinking, what was the guy from up north? Uh, Fontaine. Marion Fontaine? Uh, no. Ricky Fontaine? Does that sound familiar? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm going to confuse myself. <laughs> I was I put Fontaine on here and you said it was what? Ricky Fontana. Ricky Fontana. Okay. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Jaggers and Funk came out to I Ain't No Angel again. Yeah, I know. That's God, like, that's the worst song. Uh, and there's a part of me that wants to use it. Because it's so bad. Yeah, exactly. Just to pop myself. <laughs> that is, oh, that's funny. It's so bad. <laughs> you don't even use it. Yeah, that that song, it's one of those, it's so bad. It's not, it's horrible for a baby face or a heel to use. And yeah, they've used it for both <laughs> on TV. Oh, yeah, when Lindy used it, that was terrible. Yeah, but, uh, but then again, I mean, Bobby Jaggers, you probably, I like that song. <laughs> Well, Dundee probably was too. Let's be real. They heard that song coming home after having a couple beers on the way. Yeah. And I, it's a good song. Who was I say it was? I can't remember. Greg Allman. Greg Allman. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Jaggers and John Paul start out. A little nice arm work. Um, <laughs> they get heat on. Then they get heat on Paul. John Paul and they beat on. It's like. I've noticed that some of the last few shows that we've watched, there's giving John Paul less shine in these matches. Yeah, yeah, John Paul's becoming more of a uh, regular job guy. I know, and it's like he's he's. I'm like, why? That's that's. I don't you know? Don't make sense because he he can work. Um, they didn't want Ricky Fontana to show him up. <laughs> There was some kind of miscommunication with Jaggers and Paul there. Did you see that? Yeah, I don't know what happened. It was weird. Yeah, somebody was on the wrong page on that one. Um, so Fontana gets in, and they start beating on him straight with heat. Um, Jimmy Jack Funk hit a nice spinning power slam for the yeah, win. Yeah, he like held it, paused him, and then pivoted the hits really good. It wasn't a snap one. No. It, it wasn't like uh, the Hunters. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like his. But it was nice. It was really nice looking. So that was that was the that was the finish. Um, and uh, we learned during the match that Jimmy Jack is the uh, Mid America champion. Yeah, here's my thing, and I've noticed this this year since we've been doing this. The heels don't come out with the belts half the time. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. I don't ever remember that happening. That it's like, and I know you know the. Um, you know, because the, the TV and the house shows are different, except for the Memphis, or you know, all the other house shows and spot shows are a week off. But it still shouldn't mess because you you still seeing. I mean, you know what I'm saying it don't make sense that while they wouldn't have the, I don't know, it's just weird that that that's been like that. But we've seen it quite a bit, hadn't we? Yeah. Yeah. And like Jagger is the Southern Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, he had a belt. This he had his he, belt though, didn't he? Not out to the ring, no. Oh, he didn't. Nope. Um, and also, they kept saying on commentary that he was the Southern Tag Team Champion. Oh, I didn't catch that. Oh, I did because I wrote down Southern Tag Team Champion, <laughs> and then later 
they interview him, and he's a Southern heavyweight yeah, he's champion. Southern heavyweight, because he was on there. Because uh, I do remember the last uh, episode we watched. Remember, he I told you he won the tournament. Yeah. And um, oh yeah, he had the belt last episode. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Sure did. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's what. Just so I'm thinking. Well, who? Okay. Uh, well, nobody had a belt today, did they? No, not out to the ring, no. So, did the promotion not bring the belts? Probably. So that's why I like the boys keeping the belts. Because, well, But then again, though, I see why they don't, you know, sometimes they don't let them because the, you know, the TV is, you know, is... You know, so you can't. Ha so I, I see why they they keep them, um, because you know the 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 towns are different. You know, well, the Memphis is different from everybody else on the loop. But if you gotta have, the belt's gotta be on TV because that's your thing. You're you know, I just, that's just I don't. It goes back to some that people don't in charge don't care. They only care about Memphis. But then they but that's their TV. They should have their belts for TV. So it shows you they're really slipping in their booking and stuff, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, but we get a we get a stand up interview straight after the match with uh, Jimmy Jack Thawk. I guess uh, I guess Jagger is just wasn't important enough. Yeah, <laughs> just like, yeah. And did you get anything from this interview? I mean, besides um, a bunch of yelling. <laughs> yeah, I got. He was trying harder to do a Terry Funk promo. <sighs> You know, like he's trying to mimic his voice. Yeah, but man, it's oof. Um, and other than that, uh, the only thing I got is there's a rematch with Jeff Jarrett, and there's going to be two referees, and yeah. they never explained why. That's yeah, that's about all I got from it too. Like yeah. the, the most they ever explained in this entire episode <laughs> is that, that somehow that Jimmy Jack Funk may have cheated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, his yeah his interview just was kind of kind of yelling and everything. Oh. Um, it was all, I'm part of the famous Funk family and I'm tough. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, what, I mean, I don't know. Um, it, it just a bunch of yelling. It, it, he's just trying, I, I don't know. But my thing, it, it, Terry yelled at times. He knew, you know what I'm saying? It, he knew how to do it. When he yelled, not Terry yelled. And whispered and squealed. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. And, and I don't think Jimmy Jack's so one note. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's trying. I'm not saying he, like it's not for lack of effort. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just he's but not. Yeah, he's not Terry. Yeah, and there, there's <laughs> there because there ain't because there ain't no there's not another one. <laughs> so, all right. So they cut the break. Uh, go to Lance with the. Uh, Wednesday, November 18th, 1987 card for Evansville, Indiana at the Evansville Coliseum. Um, Bobby Jaggers is already standing there. And um, we talk about the uh, Bobby Jaggers-Jerry Lawler Southern Belt match. Uh, basically, all I got from it, because you know we've, we've been saying this for, for 11 months now, that these little match plugs are just short and kind of pointless, really. The only thing I got from it was he says that Lawler's a legend, but I'm the future. But yeah, with neither he, Bobby Jaggers isn't much younger than Lawler, is he? No, he think he's what he starts seventy three. 
Yeah, so like, I'm the future by two years. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, and he wrestled in, you know, the Goodless Territory back, was it 74? Is Bobby Main? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I put on here. I said, the future. Yeah, he, yeah, you. <laughs> and he looks older than Lawler. <laughs> yeah, well, especially now, because he's starting to get. When he first came in, like, he was still kind of trim. Or he's trimmer. Like, he, Bobby Jagger's never been a body guy. Yeah. <laughs> but he's trimmer. He's gotten a he's gotten a, what, what's the term I've heard used that sounds nicer? Fleshy? Uh, he's, flat <laughs> out, he, he's flat out fat now, man. <laughs> yeah, Bobby's gained some weight. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't any treated Adonis, but he's gained some weight. Well, you know, he come from Central States, so he was on the Central States diet. He went to the Memphis diet, which is better than the Central States diet, so he's eating better. <laughs> yeah. Still not his WCW diet, you know, that he, he was on, you know, the year before, so, you know. So but was, what, was he as big, in, was he big in WCW? No, he was good, he was in good shape. You know what I'm saying, though, he had the, he was making the money, he had, he, you know, he, I I did not diet, but WCW meal plan. <laughs> yeah. And then he went from WCW meal plan to the Central States meal plan, which is called starvation. And, <laughs> And so then he come to Memphis, and he so he's making more money, so he can eat again. <laughs> yeah, hey, sounds like he's been used on top, so he might be making decent money. Yeah, I'm sure he's making. That's what I'm saying. He's actually making. I'm sure he's making a lot more than he was, you know, because Central States was man. They were. I've seen some of the cards uh, results from '87. I mean, they were drawing like 200 people to like Kansas City, their big town. Yeah. You know, in, in 87, so I'm sure they wasn't, you know, making no money. So, um, even him working on top in Central States, he wasn't making no money. Well, um, I think, I think, uh, Cornette said when the Midnights would get farmed out there every now and then, they were making like $150 guarantee and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was when they were world tag team fans. Yeah, I was saying, that's when they were making good money. You know, on the Crockett Towns, and then they, yeah, that's why everybody. Yeah, it's like, hey, go do Harley a favor real quick. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Harley had been sold it by 87, hadn't he? Okay, then go do Bulldog Bob Brown a favor then. <laughs> I don't know. Because what, didn't Harley go to New York in 87? I can't remember what year he did. It's about that time period, though, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. Because Guy, Guy Goggle. Geigel and he pulled out in '87, I do believe, from NWA. So I think that's when Hardy left, and he pulled out, and then they stopped. So they stopped sending those their guys out there to them. Anyway, uh, okay. Then Hector comes in, and Manny Fernandez come in to plug their match with Bill Dundee and Big Bubba. Remember I said last time I thought Big Bubba was gone? Guess not. <laughs> nope, not at all. He's back. <laughs> um, Hector talks so fast. Um, it's kind of, he shouts and when he, it's kind of hard to hear him. Uh, Manny, <laughs> Manny Fernandez called Evansville, Ignorantville. And they gave herself the name the Mexican Mexican Connection, so that's their that's the first time they've called herself that, ain't it? 
Yeah, so <laughs> somebody really need to like put some kind of effort in the name in these tag teams. <laughs> well, they're not putting it in the. In the well, you, they're not put. They're not putting it into their ring music. So you know they're not gonna put it in their name. <laughs> like, I, God, I just wish there was something because, like, you had such cool tag team names, and they, like Memphis used to be creative. You know, the Rock and Roll Express, the Midnight Express, even though that didn't start in Memphis. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, God, let me think. The Fabulous Ones. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. You used to be creative, and now it just feels like they're like, oh, you're both Mexican, right? <laughs> well, now you're connected. Even though you're both <laughs> Americans. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway. It is, yeah. And it's it, like, the best part, Manny's not even, like, Hector's, you know, Hector's mexican out, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, he's a full-blown blown gimmicked it. <laughs> and, <laughs> Manny Fernandez is like, I'm a biker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, it, he would have had a Mayans patch. That's a son of anarchy reference, but I don't know. It just had, had like a big Mayans patch on his leather. That would have been cool, I guess. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what, what, what Manny said is Manny saw that sombrero and he goes, "I ain't doing that." Yeah, yeah. But he wore a sombrero before. Where have I seen? Was it Florida? Was it when he was in Nam? <laughs> Watch a Manny Fernandez shoot. It's amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, you didn't. <laughs> was it Korea? Was it the Gulf War? <laughs> I just pictured I just pictured a sombrero sitting on top of a, like a rice paddy thing, and all of a sudden it raised up, and Manny's underneath it raising it up. <laughs> yeah, that's where that shrapnel hit him. <laughs> Hey, hey, that sombrero saved his life. That shrapnel would have took him all the way out, wouldn't it? Oh, uh, my God. Really saw him. Everyone else is camouflaged. He's got a sombrero on. <laughs> oh, he stood a little bit. I can't breathe right now. Oh, That's man. good. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> Sorry for coughing, people. Oh, man. You got me on that. <laughs> but seriously, I, I want to say maybe... Early when he went to Florida the first time, or maybe first time he was in Southwest, he had a sombrero on in the ring. I I could be wrong, but I, for some reason, I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so they go back to the studio. Uh, with Lance, and out comes Jeff Jarrett. His, his music hits, comes out, and he man was that the. Feminist looking dream jacket I've ever seen in my life. That jacket was awful. Okay. <laughs> I normally love Jeff Jarrett's jackets. Jeff what Jarrett did he do? Mari's sister's uh, ballet jacket or something? Yeah, so it's it's white and. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm coughing. Sorry. I, I don't think it's. I wouldn't call it fur. <laughs> it looks like ostrich feathers, you know? Yeah, it was a 
Yeah, one first a feathery looking type gimmick. I don't know. It was crazy. And then like at the elbows, from the elbow to the wrist, it was skin tight. Yeah, that was the weirdest looking thing. I thought until they closed in because the resolution is obviously terrible. I thought that he was just wearing a dress shirt, but with his tights. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's weird, but whatever. And, and what's wrong with these uh, these forearms? The Jeff just has like jacked forearms, but no biceps. Like, what's going on? And then they zoomed in, and I saw this feathery stuff, and I'm like, this is the worst ring jacket I've ever seen Jeff Garrett in. I know it was horrible. I was like, <laughs> you know, he thought he was the coolest. Oh man. You or know somebody put that on, and you know it's probably expensive. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And he's like, I look great. That, or he said, I got this new jacket, man. What do y'all think about it? And the boys are like, oh, Jeff, that's awesome, man. You got to wear that on TV. <laughs> you think it looks good? Yeah, yeah, that is great, Jeff. <laughs> They're ribbing him on that one. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I like him being in the back with it on. Just, and that's where the catchphrase was born. Ain't I great? <laughs> oh man, you're full of tonight, ain't you? <laughs> That's so good. Oh man. Hey, and I was, dude, I love Mark for Jeff Jarrett. I love Jeff Jarrett. That was a bad outfit. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I, you know, usually his stuff look does look really good, nice. But man, oh, this was horrible. He, even when he'd wear the the dumbest looking gear, like when he wore the stripper gear, it was terrible. But it looked great. Yeah. Man, this yeah, looks I mean, very. It just. It, it, I don't know. It the the just, double J entrance outfit was terrible, but well done. Yeah, yeah. But this was just. I don't know. Anyway. I, don't, I didn't say that double J entrance attire was terrible. It was actually awesome. Yeah. And the heat getting this outfit. Oh, yeah. Cowboy hat with light up J's. Oh, man. Come on. Uh, exactly. I mean, that was just. That was great. But this thing, this, oh, man. Yeah, please, if you don't watch it, if you don't watch the um, the show, this show, at least go to the first, was it, about 20 minutes? Yeah. And watch this interview with this, and look at this jacket. It's worth, it's worth it. <laughs> See how bad it is. Oh, man. And I feel bad because I'm about to pile back on Jeff, too. Okay, I'll let you do that. Well, so this promo, it, it's the Jeff Jarrett promo that we hate. He <laughs> makes excuses for losing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, well, he had to because they made a stipulation out of it that there are two referees, so he had to. I mean, even though it, yeah, I mean, whoever booked it made him look made him look whiny in this because. They booked the two referees, so he had to, yeah, I mean. And, and, in, and in my head, there's a different way to go about it, but Jeff's is still trying to be this humble pie baby face. Yeah. And so when he's like, you know, he even says, well, Lance, maybe if uh, maybe if he didn't cheat, I'm not saying I would have beat him, but I would have had a chance. Nah, man, why don't you come out there and, and just call the guy out? You're cheated. Yeah. I know you cheated. Yeah. There's no way you beat me without cheating. And there's going to be a referee to watch your butt now. And then I'm going to beat the crap out of you. Boom. See, it's no longer complaining. It's calling him out on something he did. Yeah. But it sounds like he's he's complaining, and I think it kills him. Yeah. It, 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 it's, 
but one of his things that we've talked about that he just he, he they make him go out there and everything is so whiny and they don't there's somebody you know the Booker would you know but then again like they, I said, they haven't given Jeff that edge on a promo yet well then again in Memphis you went out there and did it yourself so they didn't have nobody writing your your interview promos or anything for you and this whole segment didn't do well for Jeff because no. first we get the bad jacket yeah <laughs> then we get the bad promo <laughs> Uh, you know where I'm going with this? Yes, and then so Jeff leaves, and then... Take it away. <laughs> we get an ad for the poster that I guarantee was on Quentin's wall. Oh! <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> Bro, they said it was an ad for the poster, and I kind of knew what the poster looked like. But this ad for the poster. Yeah, they've already showed the poster well a couple weeks back, and but now they got a reminder. It's shirtless Jeff Jarrett, oiled to the gills, in cowboy boots and jeans, leaning up against the light post. Yep. Uh, the ad for this poster. Now I, I couldn't tell because I will say the poster is well done. Are they scanning up the poster or scanning up Jeff during this photo shoot? They're scanning up the poster. So they start at Jeff's feet. And they it's, start a, it's a woman up. talking, right? Yeah, it, it's someone doing their best phone sex line, yeah. boys. <laughs> the cowboy boots. Ripped body. No, you gotta do the jeans. Now it's jeans. Did they, did they say this? <laughs> cowboy boots. Blue jeans. Something body, blonde hair. No, broad shoulders. Broad, that was it. That was the body thing with broad shoulders. Yeah, broad shoulders. Bro, you done memorize this. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was cowboy boots, jeans, broad shoulders, blonde hair. Wow, what a poster. <laughs> I think you done told on yourself, sir. <laughs> no, I did not have this poster. <laughs> It just, I remember seeing it every week at the gimmick table in Nashville, and then every Saturday morning. And you were like, Mom and Dad, can I have $10? It was like 20 bucks. That's why nobody bought it. It was $10 to order. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was 20 Oh, you would have had one. Dang, <laughs> gummit, I could have got one then. <laughs> Bro, if you would have had that, I would both laugh at you and be amazed because that's an interesting piece of. Of memorabilia. Yeah, I bet there's not many left. I mean, it's kind of like the, you know, I always, I, I did always want the, you know, the uh, Rock and Roll Express door poster. I never got one. I always wanted one. Yeah. I'll, I'll raise you the Rock and Roll Express door poster. Um, and I, obviously, I didn't know about this this one at the time. <laughs> but the superstar Billy Graham poster with the tiger. Ooh. You know the one I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was a bad poster. Yeah, but like you know, bad, in the, bad in the best way. Cody yeah. Rhodes redid it. Have you seen that for a uh-huh. T-shirt? Uh-uh. Uh, it's him in the Billy Graham spot, and you know his dog that he has everywhere. Yeah, uh, I forgot his name, but it's the dog. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's awesome. But you know, actually, I think the the best picture of Billy Graham I, I love 
is the one who's on top of the car flexing in, was it Times Square? I don't know if I've seen that one. You haven't? Oh, look it no, up. But I, yeah, I will, I will. Yeah, it's like from 75 or 6 or 7, something like that. He's on top of a car flexing in, in Times Square. It's awesome, dude. Is it a, a drawing or... No, like it's an actual picture. It's an actual picture. It's not a poster, no, it was just a picture that I just, and you talk about Billy Graham, that poster, and just, that was pictures in my head, the one of him flexing in, in Times Square, so. <laughs> well, oh, I see it. I, I see I, it. I just looked it up. Oh, yeah. Because it's just yeah. so wild, it's like, you know, <laughs> you just don't see big jacked up dudes in the middle of the day, on you know, flexing in New York City. I mean. Yeah, no, that's cool, man. It's just, it's crazy looking. Uh, where are we at? <laughs> We're so off topic. Oh, yeah. Oh, the poster. Wow, what a poster. <laughs> yeah, oof. And you know... And, and you know that girl's other voiceover job is, you know, late at night and you hear her, hey, guys, are you lonely? <laughs> Call 1-900-whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, I was, oh, you notice... All their video tapes and stuff, it's still the same place out of New Jersey. Yeah, I'm wondering who it was. I don't know. Because I'm sitting here thinking about the Jersey hookups. You know what I mean? For tapes and stuff like that. That's just so weird. It's a, the company everything's out of is out of New Jersey. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that was Coraluzo's early ties to the biz. Might be. You never know. I don't know. All right, so they show the poster. Um, okay, where's it at? Okay. So they come back to Lance and Dave for the second match of the day. It's Jerry Lawler versus the Blue Knight. Um, have we seen the Blue Knight before? No, no, we have not. Okay, I didn't think we had, but there's been so many little mask gimmicks on the hillside for job guys. It's, sometimes it's hard to keep up with them. Um, so they start out. <laughs> the uh, Blue Knight backs him in the corner and, and punches already no sells it. Don't even re really don't even register it, does he? <laughs> Not really, no. Yeah. So I back up, puts him in the corner, and then they do a one two. Blue Knight bumps off from it, uh, off the punch. Lawler goes up. This was weird. Was the Blue Knight supposed to stay down? I'm thinking he was because it. So what came off is like Lawler did a jumping punch and like to almost the back of the Blue Knight's head. Yeah, it's like he went up to do his atomic fist drop, but since he got the Blue Knight come off, so he just jumped off and just punched him in the head. <laughs> yeah, I, think he, not, I don't think he was supposed to got up after the bump on the one two. I think he was supposed to stay down. But, uh, so that was so he so he covered him for the pin, for the uh, win. Um, one good thing about it, he probably got a butt chewing in the back, but that was an easy day at the at the office, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, it would have been an easy day either way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but he's still. He, I'm sure he got a butt chewing. Cause I I I've never seen Lawler hit it for a finish that the guy wasn't laying down. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he the think old boy <laughs> messed up the finish, but in Lawler won anyway. Um, what about Lawler really embracing the autumn colors? Yeah. Oh, and then he tried. Didn't he? Then he tried to take his mask off. After it. 
Oh, I thought he was calling to the fans for a pile driver. Oh, I thought he was trying to take the mask off. Oh, you, you may be right. I don't. I don't. I may have looked away when he went to try to take the mask off. Because Calhoun told him, stop him, told him no. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Or I don't know. Well, is he going to take his mask off for pile driver one? Who knows? <laughs> the fans wanted him to do it. Whatever he wanted to do. Thing is, though, was that Jim Jameson? <laughs> so they couldn't. Maybe. Couldn't took the mask off. That stooged it off. <laughs> Well, it could have been Jim Jameson because uh, last episode we watched, he had a big chunk shaved out of his head. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The big side of his head was shaved off. I bet it was. <coughs> yep. I bet that was. It make, I, I wouldn't doubt it then. Um, so you're just going to notice a Lawler's horrible outfit, huh? <laughs> Man, well, we've seen so many bad ones this year. Him, the The... the, the the um, that, it, it, it wasn't the yellow airbrush. I'll give you that. Yeah, it wasn't that, or it wasn't the uh, bad as the uh, maroon tuxedos. <laughs> yeah, but the, the maroon one strap and the and the orange leggings. Yeah, he 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 must have just listened to that superstar Billy Graham pro. With I've got the colors of autumn all over my body. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's just. Uh, I, I thought at first his one strap was was brown, and that made more sense to me. Because like, oh yeah, Cleveland Brown yeah. guy. But it looked more, yeah, it looked maroonish. No, it was definitely it was definitely maroon. Now, <laughs> like I, I I didn't even worry about it when I thought it was brown because I thought he was just yeah. showing his team allegiance, but because he does love his Cleveland Browns. Yeah, that he does. Um, so we got Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond. They come out for an interview with Lance. Uh, Paul's talking total baby face. And yep. Talking about the um, last week with the the commission um, and the Prince basically turned their backs on them and all that. Uh, then out comes Prince, Fergie, and Bass. This sucked. Okay, yeah, they, they got, huh? You got the, you got heat from last week, and y'all just stand there and have a talk fest. Shouldn't yeah, you yeah, be mad want to be swinging? Yeah, just, just raise their voice just a little bit. I mean, I'm like, somebody should be mad enough to be swinging, shouldn't they? It just, it don't, it's like, you upset me. Well, I'm, I'm well, I, you upset me. I mean, what the crap? It's Memphis. Start throwing some haymakers, you know? Get wild. And then they said they got, um, basically they were saying that they could take care of Bass and Fergie, and they had somebody to take care of the Prince for interfering. Out comes Bubba. So I was like, huh? And he got a pop. Did you hear it? Yeah, no, he got a pop. I think it's because the beard's coming back. <laughs> It was the beard. Okay, but he comes out and talking about how basically how the commission, the prince screwed him over this and that, blah blah blah. Nobody touched anybody. This this was flat as a week old two liter of coke. <laughs> I mean, what the? 
finally Bubba Pat Paul walk off. Uh, the commission's still talking. Then they walk off. I'm like, who booked this? This was this was horrible. Surely could have did a couple punches and let the heels powder, or you know? Yeah, or you know, have someone say something about having the numbers game. The heels start even if they don't get a punch in, but they start backing the baby faces in a corner, and then out comes Bubba. Boom. Yeah, something. At least there was something. Um, Superstar Bubba is apparently dead. Yeah. Because we're back into you know super tight gold gym shirt and trucker hat beard coming back Bubba blue jeans yeah so I think he had to take that week to drive somewhere and sell his European news and that's why he was, he was gone for a week <laughs> he's gone for two weeks okay two weeks I'm sorry maybe he spent the weekend <laughs> he had to let his beard grow out it took a little longer yeah <laughs> This is just horrible, man. I mean, it, it, it was bad. There was potential there, and it was uh, it was bad. My thing is though, you just turned, you just turned Pat and Paul. You got no sympathy on them, and now you made them look weak. I mean, what the crap? And Pat just kind of stood back there in aviator sunglasses. Yeah, because he was probably saying, "This is this is horrible." <laughs> he was probably like, "This sucks. This is like a fart in church here." I mean, this ain't getting nobody over, you know? Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, this booking is horrible. But, um, so they cut the break, and that's a good time for us to take a little break right here. Because I need to use the facilitize. So, we'll be right back, folks. Hello, wrestling fans. If you ever just wanted to sit back with a good book, or pop in a DVD... Or look at some old wrestling pictures. I got the place for you to go to. Go to crowbarpress.com. See Mr. Scott Till. He's got books. He's got the DVDs. He's got the pictures. He's got a little bit of this, a little bit of that. He's released two new books uh, since the last time we talked about them on here. He finally released the first volume of the uh, Great Mephisto, Frankie Kane's book. And he's been working on that since, uh, like, 05 or something, maybe. Maybe even before that. He's been working on it for a long, long time. Uh, and then he released um, the Buddy Rogers book. Uh, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. Uh, him and, um, is it Tim Deals, I think? Uh, they released Tim that. Tim Oh, who's Tim Deals? <laughs> anyway, uh, there's a Tim Deals somewhere, but it's not the guy. It's not, I don't know. Anyway, but he released with a guy named Tim. <laughs> but if you go to Pro Bar Crest, gosh, you know what? Take over, because I've <laughs> done messed this up. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so Scott, Scott worked with Tim, Horn, uh, Tim Hornbaker to read his uh, Master of the Ring, the biography of Nature Boy Buddy Roger. Uh, it looks like he had, he, as Quentin had said, he had also released. A Frankie Kane document, uh, excuse me, biography called Raising Kane from Jimmy Alt to Kid McCoy. Uh, and that's by Frankie Kane and Scott Keel. So those are two brand new releases uh, on crowbarpress.com. So, yeah, like I said, that Frankie Kane book, he's been working on that forever and ever. And it's going to be a two parter. So, this is the first part. Um, 
I don't know if we discussed it last time, but uh, we're talking about you know the the DVDs on there, and um, did we mention that you can see the the match where I put Mark Gordy through a table in McMinnville? I believe we may have. Okay. Well, even if we didn't, we're doing doing it again. So, um, yeah, go check that out, and you can see. Um, Jiffy Joe beat up Tank with a baseball bat. That was pretty no, interesting. No, we did talk about that one. Okay. That was pretty interesting. So that's on there. And also, the best of Steve Morton. <laughs> Which I'm on a lot. <laughs> so I might, being all jokes aside, I might have to pick up the best of Steve Morton to get some of my matches on there. But anyway, they got the well, pitch. There's, there's like eight volumes, so there's plenty of issues from. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of them on there. Um... But yeah, he's got some cool pictures. Uh, got the cool um, uh, cards from the different shows and arenas and stuff. Got all kinds of good stuff. So go check out Scott. Uh, and get uh, like I said, Christmas is coming up, man. Load up, give him some love, show him some love, and because uh, you won't, you won't, um, you you won't go on there and not find something you you don't like. There's something. There's gonna be something on there you you like, and you got a half. So we'll pick you up a Christmas present at crowbarpress.com. All right. So where we left off was going to the um, break, and we come back to the uh, Lance doing the Evansville uh, card for the Wednesday 11 uh, November 18, 1987. I just can't talk after this break. Uh, they plugged Peoli, Indiana. Um, not only Dick, but Paoli, Indiana. Um, he said next Thursday, so I'm assuming he meant 11, uh, November 26, 87, maybe. I don't know. We're not in 87 anymore. That was a long time ago. All right, so this is the full card. You want to go give us the whole full card on this one? All right, I will. We got the nasty boy, Brian Nods versus the Black Prince. Billy Travis versus the fabulous one, Steve Kern. AWA Southern Tag Team title match with a $1,000 diamond ring on the line. The Midnight Rockers versus the Rock and Roll RPMs. Mid-America title match with two referees, Jimmy Jack Funk versus Jeff Jarrett. AWA Southern Heavyweight title match, Hangman Bobby Jaggers versus Jerry the King Lawler. And the main event is Raging Bull Manny Fernandez and Hector Guerrero versus superstar Bill Dundee and Big Bubba. Alright, so I'll put a little note on here. This card's interesting because there's no Pat and Paul on the card. No Fergie, no Bass, and no Sags. So, it's kind of interesting. Oh, going back, I forgot, I did forgot to say something. Uh, when, um, when, they had, when they were all out there, uh, Pat and Paul and them and the commission, uh, you notice Paul said uh, Monday night... Oh, yeah. We'll have Bubba in our corner Monday night. And then the Prince said Monday night. And then Lance, it's supposed to have been generic because Lance covered it up and said, he said, so, he said yeah, you're going to have Bubba in your corner somewhere down the road, down the line. And I was like, it's supposed to have been generic. Yeah. Because Lance tried to cover it up. But come to find out, it must not have been generic because they didn't even, ain't even on the, so I don't know what's up with that. It's just kind of odd. That, that was on TV, and then none of those people are here on the show, you know? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, odd. Weird. Yeah. So, go back to the studio. We've got the third match today. It's uh, Bill Dundee and the Nasty Boys. 
with the horrible face paint. Yeah, Sags paint looks better than knobs. I don't I don't know what's up with that. Um, we're taking on Rough and Ready and Keith Roberson with Boss Winners. Poor old Boss still don't get no graphic. This whole match did. It said six-man tag. Oh, it did, didn't it? That's right. Yeah. Wow. That's right. I got it down here so there's no graphic for nobody. <laughs> and I put down, then I wrote down one. Yeah, it was a six-man. That's right. It just said six-man. Oh, me. So, Bill Dundee and Ready start. Total shine from Dundee. Uh, Dundee tries to take his mask off, too. So, I guess he didn't want to feel out done by Lawler trying to take off the Blue Knight's mask. Um, Sags hit a weird looking backbreaker. Did you notice that? Yeah, he just like picked him up and cradled him. It was just weird looking. <laughs> and then. This whole match was weird looking. Yeah, he didn't finish. Was a second rope heart attack, which is the. Ain't that the Rockers finish? I mean, not the. I mean, the. RPMs. Oh, yeah, RPMs. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it was really. Uh, that was bad. It was rough looking, wasn't it? Yeah, which, uh, ironically, it was done to rough. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Keith Robertson never got in the ring. Yeah, he never got in the ring. I noticed. I, yes, I got him put in. And uh, that was the finish. And um, Keith Robertson never made it in the ring. Boy, Boss Wonders got himself over at the end, didn't he? Yeah. Hey, get it. Hey, you're on you're on TV, Memphis TV Live TV. You gotta get some TV time in. So he he's having a shouting match with Dundee. Does he take it? Don't he take his jacket off and throw it down? Yeah, yeah. He throws a fit. Yeah. Uh, this is after the baby face. Uh, the baby faces toss out all the heels. Yeah. Beat him and chuck him. Yeah. <laughs> Boss winners gets himself over. <coughs> So, yeah, the match was what it was. I mean, <laughs> um, so that comes, uh, <laughs> well, the music hits. The <laughs> uh, you say, La Bamba. La Bamba, and out comes Hector Guerrero and Manny Fernandez. Um, <laughs> Hector Guerrero is singing it. <laughs> yeah, and Fernandez is apparently the international heavyweight champion. Yeah, with no belt. <laughs> um, Hector, Hector says, "You know what that stands for? You want to learn how to do a little bit of La Bamba? You stomp on a gringo's head." Yes, La Bamba. <laughs> okay, how is what they're called not as racist, but work, uh, gringos is not racist. Uh -huh. <laughs> it just says, "Shut up, go on, right?" <laughs> I don't know the literal translation to gringo. It's uh, Americans. I'm assuming because that's what my, they used to call. Well, my brother got a job and he was like 16 years old at Old Charlie's, and they said <laughs> the all the Spanish people people used to call him gringo. Tell him to hurry up, gringo. This <laughs> is a person, especially of American uh, and American, sorry, who is not of his who is not Hispanic or Latina. There you go. <laughs> but they said they asked you, they like, hurry up, gringo. <laughs> hey, come on. He's like, what's a gringo? I was like, why is it? Because all the people at Old Charlie's yelling and tell me to hurry up, gringo. <laughs> I said, because you're being slow, dude. Hurry up. 
Oh, I know that's so off topic, but I just remember that. Okay, anyway, back to where we were. So, uh, I think we're about to wear it to, for another Hector infomercial. <laughs> so Hector, man, I don't think he, he yells and shouts. It's hard to understand him sometimes. He, he yells and shouts and, and talks so fast. It's kind of hard to understand him sometimes. So, um, but then Manny starts talking. Is there any rhyme or reason to anything he says? No, Manny Fernandez cuts the he cuts the '80s heel promo that everyone parodies, right? Like when you see somebody do a comedy skit about a wrestling promo and it's just yelling and saying things. That's the exact promo that Manny cuts. But it's like I don't know. It just no. There's nothing to it. There's no. I mean. No, I'd rather watch Hector sell his hair remover cream all day long. Exactly. Well, I did dollars in cash, yeah. so he can transfer it into pesos. Something I did, I, I did write down about Manny's. Um, well, he said he goes. He said he says rock and roll is here to stay, and I was like, um, does he not know there's the rock and roll RPMs, Midnight Rockers, are in the same territory as him? <laughs> I don't think he knows where he is. <laughs> and then, yeah, then, then he starts walking off, and then Hector starts plugging his, cre- his hair remover again. <laughs> and he's showing it right in a little jar. Yeah, that's the best part of it, is the, the hair gimmick. So we've got the fourth match of the day. It's Manny Fernandez and Hector Guerrero against Freezer Thompson and Ed Maddox. And did you notice they had Maddox spell different again? Yeah, they have it spelled like my favorite thing, double D's. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get me coughing, man. <laughs> but yeah, they they were, they had the double T's for a while. Um, I think I seen one of those at a strip club one time back in the nineties. But anyway, um, um, but they went they were doing the double T's for about three weeks in a row, and now they've went back to the double D's. So. I hope well, sometimes your back just hurts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, um, yeah. Fernandez and Maddox start out, start with the heat, of course. And, um, they beat on old Maddox for a while. And then the this was the worst thing. Because right before they went to the ring, Lance says, we got the video from Dr. Diablo. And so they're going to show it. And Hector told him not to show it. So when do they show it? middle of the match and where they show it in a little bitty corner that you can't even see and so and I'll be honest because of this um you probably have more notes on the match than I did because I did not go back and watch it twice <laughs> I paid more attention to the uh to the interview um mm. especially when they said we're sitting here with Dr. Diablo who has no mask yeah and <laughs> so as you said it's wrestler Carl Styles. yeah but as I'm listening to this, Randy Hales goes, who is actually Carl Anderson. Man, I didn't know old Carl Anderson's been around so long. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. He's been, he's, he's been around for a long time. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's what he was going to go by. I guess, but the thing is, he was been working with Carl Styles before. So I don't know why they, uh, who knows, it's Memphis. They called him Anderson. Um, but yeah, so he's, he's selling the hair remover cream to the eye. And he can't keep his story straight. At one point, he says, 
Okay, so legitimately, Carl Siles has a glass eye, correct? Yes. So, at one point, he, he gets a little lost, and he's talking, and he says, I can't see out of this eye. I haven't been able to see out of it forever. And it's like, uh, and this happened a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I like it. They, uh, you know, is he sitting there with no shirt on? He's got the, uh, he's bandaged well, up. Like of course this. he's not going have a shirt on. If you had a bio, he paid if you, all that money for all those steroids. If you was jacked well, like that, wear I guess, a shirt again. You know, if you was jacked like that, I guess you wouldn't wear a shirt either, right? I mean, I mean, jeez. He's got the old um, Spirit of '76 bandaged up around his head. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I understand why it it, it put his eye out. What did it do to his head? Nothing. They just couldn't find an eye patch in time, but they had plenty of tape. But they taped up his eye. But then they had the tape around. His head like Spirit of 76, so I was like, I guess that's just for extra. I guess because I guess because the, the box was so sl uh, small, you could barely see it. They said, well, you can't really see his eye patched up, but let's put it all around your head then. So, by this time, uh, they're in their killing Maddox. Uh, they take Freezer in, they cut him off. Uh, they double team on him, beat him up. Uh, Manny hits a top rope knee drop for the, for the win on Freezer. Okay, here's my thing. I was waiting for Freezer to start vomiting blood like that one guy in Puerto Rico. Oh. <laughs> Talking about the chicken blood? Yeah. <laughs> chicken blood mixed with vodka. <laughs> so, here's my thing. Why, if you're going to show this... Why show it during a match, and and why put in this little box? You show it full, or not show it at all. You know, because they just got the picture and picture ability, and they want to show off what they can do. Well, they've had split screen on there since the early '80s. I won't say since '80 or even '79. I was just making something up. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> but it's like, okay, we're not going to give this this angle uh, full time, so we're going to put it in our match. Then why even do it then? Yeah? I don't, it, it just, it, it's stupid to me. It don't, it, why, we, why even do it if you're not going to do it where it makes, you know, what make it, you know, I don't know. It's that they're 19, you know, I know I'm getting off track and what's new. There was this guy, I don't know what page it was on, talked about, uh, somebody posted something about New York hiring a new writer or something. And somebody put, oh, they need to hire Jerry Lawler to be the writer. I'm like, and I said, I said, nah. Then somebody put, somebody put no, they need to hire Jerry Lawler and Jerry Jarrett. And I put on and said, uh, not everything that Waller and Jarrett booked is, was good. And they come back with like, oh, they did. And I was like, go watch 1987 and then tell me how good their booking is. Oh, oh they did blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no. Yeah, they did some good stuff. But, you know, you watch 1987 and you come back and tell me how good their booking is for a whole year. Yeah. Hey, those guys may have really loved the Wheel of Torture. 
Murray must have been a real big fan of the, the cattle prod. Yeah, or the switch. The, the, yeah, the switch. <laughs> I mean, I guess the one was... I hated when Billy Travis started doing the guitar. I preferred when he had the switch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what? Well, so what was your favorite time of Billy Travis's career? That time he worked with that switch, he had that switch that he brought to the ring. <laughs> you know, it's like, they're giving up the gimmicks. All right, Billy, we're going to give you a switch. Why are you giving me the switch? Well, because you'll leave yours in the hotel somewhere, so we're going to have something we can find on We're going to just pick up going to the show. <laughs> anyway. My favorite Billy Travis was when he, when he stole Mark Starr's jacket so he could tag with Jeff again. <laughs> I don't know if that was funny. Mark, I don't think you're going to need this anymore. I'll give you 20 bucks for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean I'm not going to mean it? Yeah. <laughs> you might want to look at the card, Mark. Yeah, look at the, the, the card on the wall there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I need it so when I stand up in front of this, in front of the dressing room door stretching, I'll look good. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have none of those this week. No, we, no, back, no, no, no backstage interviews. No, sure didn't. We uh, have a whole stand-ups. I don't even know where I'm at. I've lost where I was at. Uh, we had just covered the Manny match. Um, and which, the thing about Manny, as much BS as there is surrounding Manny Fernandez, he was so intense. Oh, like, gosh. such a good worker. Yeah, that's what's so bad, man. He was so good in the ring. Like, all these other guys are doing, like, these little lazy back elbows. Yeah. And Manny's attacking you with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He looked good. Like, he makes it look like everybody else is just going through the motions. Exactly. That is that is the truth. You can tell a big difference between his stuff and, yeah, definitely. Because um, he's new. He just got there. <laughs> wait, wait for after, wait, if he makes it a month, we'll see how, how he's... How he's doing in a month, you know? Yeah, well, we'll see if Manny gets all grizzled and brothered out. Yeah. Exactly. He's doing TV because he has to. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so, um... Oh, crap. I think I... Okay. We're coming on to match fives. All right, here we go. Match number five, we have... The Rock and Roll RPMs versus the Wilson Brothers, David and Benny. Now, we haven't seen them together. We've seen them I seven. thought it was Luke and Owen. Oh, <laughs> I looked at my paper to make sure it was right. <laughs> but I did. I caught what you said. Dang on you. Um, but they, I, wow. I think, I, yeah, hush. <laughs> this is the first time we've seen David and Benny together, ain't it? I thought it was the first time we'd seen them, period. No, because one, one of these jokers is, is one that got his uh, haircut by... Somebody before the hair cream gimmick. Who's, I was going to David Haskins. No, David Haskins didn't get his hair cut. Okay, maybe. Right. Who was it? Remember? It's probably, if it was one of the Wilsons, maybe it was the one with the nice tights, and that's how he could afford them. <laughs> I want to say... Remember? Which was Benny, because David never got in the ring. Okay, I'm trying to remember. Who was cut Who cut hair? There, Who was cutting hair? Don Bass. Don Bass. That's who it was. Yeah, remember two weeks in a row he cut hair. That's what it was. He, he cut one of these boys' hair. Yeah. This first time we've seen them as a team. Anyway, so Lane and Benny start. Go right to the heat. They beat him down. They, take, they tagged in, in and out a lot. 
then they hit they hit their um, their finish with a second rope heart attack <laughs> for the a win. Better second rope heart attack though. Yeah, uh, David Wilson never got in the ring. Uh, did you notice they were really? This was, the RPs were really aggressive. Yes, yeah. um, it was a real aggressive squash match, and it was good because they've been doing jobs around the horn with for two weeks with the um, Rockers, so they need they they needed that, you know. A yeah, good, absolutely. Good aggressive, you know. Um, Mike Davis is this really weird back kick at one point. Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, huh? What was that? It's like Ninja Mike Davis. Yeah. Hey, guess what? He threw a kick. So you know what that means? What's it mean? 1980s? You throw a kick? Oh, he's a martial arts expert. There you go. That's it, yeah. This dojo now includes Tracy Smothers, Stan Lane, and Mike Davis. went over to Lance and I didn't realize why he did it at first I was like did you not forget they had an interview set up after the match no, at first uh, too, I was like where's, where's Tommy Lane but as soon as he came back I realized what it was yeah I did too but at first I was like he forgot he, they, had, they had interview time after the match and then I uh, so he starts so Mike Davis starts, and then Tommy Lane comes back out and then it, okay this was okay as much as I complain about uh, let's go out here and let's just sit around and talk to each other. This is really stupid. It was really stupid. I do want to put one thing over. I enjoyed how Tommy Lane said he got the ring. Oh, that's classic. I kicked my old lady out, but I kept the ring. Yes, that was classic right there. If that don't sound redneck, if I've ever heard that was when he said that, I said, oh, that's perfect redneck heel right there, you know? Yeah, so the RPMs say they aren't going to put up any more money. And I guess at some point the Rocker said, well, you have to put up something worth $1,000 then. You remember last time they come out there, I just happened to have that big zip bag yeah, of the money. Yeah, ziplock of cash. Like, we don't have any ziplock baggies today, guys, so uh, we're going to have to do a ring instead, okay? So he goes back and gets the ring, comes back, and they're talking. So... The Rockers come out. <laughs> this is horrible. This is even bad for Memphis. This is rough. So they come out. They're talking. They're telling the ring and everything. And he says, "Yes, he says the." He said, "We'll make sure this ring is real." He says, well, "We got our jeweler here in the back. And come on out and let's. And he's going to inspect this ring. What the crap, dude? Yeah, I mean, you don't travel to indie shows with a jeweler." I must have missed that day in training class. I always have a jeweler on standby. Do yeah. you really? <laughs> you just tell them to wait out in the car in case you need them? Uh, what, what it is is somebody needed a deal or something. And they're like, hey, we'll get you on TV, Mr. Collins. 
Well, they plugged it what his jewelry store where he was from. Yeah. Uh, probably where they got the ring, and they're just, you know, it's a, they're giving, it's a, you know, they're using the ring, and they said, well, we need a ring. Well, let's call this jewelry store down here. Well, I'll probably call them and said, hey, can you bring us a ring? We'll put you on TV and plug your store, you know. But just the whole thing, he comes out there and they introduce him. He put his little um, eyeball gimmick thing on it. Looks at it and oh, it looks like to be worth about a thousand dollars. So he believes. Okay, you done lost the belts to him. You done lost a thousand dollars worth uh, a, a ziploc bag full of thousand dollars. Now you had to put put your old kicked out old lady's old ring on up for Hawk. Shouldn't you be a little mad and jump them when they turn their back on you? I mean, you should. I, I figured he would have got popped when uh when Shawn Michaels called Mike Davis a toothless redneck. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, just... Shawn, Shawn Michaels was wearing his like super cut up. Gimmick shirt. And Marty Gennetti's like, a I got a BSU hoodie. Yeah. That's <laughs> a hoodie on. <laughs> hey, Marty actually talked. This a little time. bit. Yeah, he had talked. It's his first week he's talked. But this was, this was horrible. There's no... I'm sorry. You have a conflict with somebody. It's. I mean, the other the other thing, you know, they just got turned on. They didn't touch. None of these guys, they lost their belts, lost $1,000. Now i got to put a ring up. And they don't do nothing to them. Well, what, what this was was a plug to get money because the ring's going to be given away to someone who has the lucky number program. Yeah, then they argued about that, and they just stood there when they were trying to think of a way to get rid of the ring. And they're just standing. I was like, who booked this crap? Shouldn't they at least have said, no, you don't have to worry about no programs. You ain't going to win. They're just standing there like, oh, dude. I mean, who booked this garbage? That had to be Jerry Jared or Jerry Lawler. And whoever you are on Facebook, this is what I was talking about. Jerry Lawler and Jerry Jarrett's booking sucked at times. Anyway, back to where you were. <laughs> I mean, that, that was pretty much the end of that segment. Then we go to break, and we get our third and final Evansville program, uh, Evansville promo rundown of the week. Lark, <laughs> Jerry Lawler comes out to plug his match with Bobby Jaggers, but what's the first thing he talks about? Um, I might, I think he might uh, buy a program to try to win that ring. He's, he's going down there to buy him a program to win him a ring. Like, what the crap, dude? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm saying Lawler got a really fancy crown made. And that jeweler helped him out. He said he's, I mean, no, you got a Southern title match coming up, but you're going to talk about it. <laughs> I just like, just, this is just the... Going through the motions, I don't care. Let's just whatever, dude. Comes off my head, show you know. I mean, he, that wasn't apparent by his dressed up Browns V-neck T-shirt. Oh, was it a T-shirt or was it a sweater? No, no, no. It was a T-shirt. Okay, that, 
Uh, you thought it was a sweater because the hair on Jerry Lawler's arms. <laughs> Shoot, I thought it was a V-neck brown, Cleveland Brown sweater. <laughs> no, I, legitimately, I believe it was a t-shirt. Okay. But yeah, yeah, I was just like, this is, then he, so he talks about, he finally gets to the match with, um, with um, Bobby Jaggers. Uh, he leaves, and then Dundee and Bubba come in, and they still don't tell, <laughs> still don't tell why Bubba is in this match, because um, we've already seen out there said he's going to be in the corner of Diamond and Tanaka, so this show is just everywhere but in any places, anywhere but where it needs to be. Uh, then Bubba, Bubba has, had a sweet, sweet old school pony shirt on. Though. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Eighty-seven ponies was. Hey, eighty-seven ponies was the, the was good because they. Uh, oh, uh, what's his name? Was their biggest sponsor? Uh, not sponsor, their biggest athlete. Um, what's his uh, What was the old, the running back for Chicago? Oh, Walter Payton. Walter Payton, yeah. So ponies was big time in eighty-seven. Still, um, and then we have Bubba with the racial slur of the day, which I'm not going to mention. He, uh, a moist opposite of front. <laughs> he, he's talking about Guerrero. And <laughs> so thank you for that. <coughs> oh my gosh, I can't stop coughing. All right, so they go back to the studio. We get the sixth match of the day. This is the eight man. And this eight man, we got Jeff Jarrett, Billy Travis, and the Midnight Rockers against King Carl Fergie, Don Bass, the Executioners, and the Executioners has Nate the Rat in the corner. Is this the first time we've seen Nate the Rat? I believe it is. I yeah, in fact, yeah. they didn't call him Nate the Rat at first. He start. Dave started. He said with Nate the Nathaniel Whitlock, and <laughs> yeah, is Nate Nathaniel Whitlock? It was like his gimmick name was Nate the Rat. Um, so what? What is like? Because I've, I've seen Nate the Rat through the years. Is he supposed to be mob related, or like what's the gimmick with that? That's what I'm thinking. It was at first. He was a just a wise guy, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, he, for those of you who haven't seen him, he wears like the the tuxedo, but it's like it's not black. It's always got a different colored jacket. And he's usually got the ruffled shirt, right? I think so, yeah. You know, the bow tie. He looked, you know, cane, I think. I believe he has a cane. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's kind of, I guess he's kind of like a make the rat, kind of like a wise guy. But it evolved over the year to where he actually had rats. Uh, the Well, he probably had rats, but he had the, the varmint kind. Like a pet mouse? Yeah, later on. Um, around 80, I mean, sorry, about 90, 91. I think he did the, he was the manager for, uh, what was the Undertaker ripoff gimmick they did? Soul Taker? Uh, no. Um, oh, crap. Um, the Christmas Creature? Huh? The Christmas Creature? No. <laughs> um, I can't remember. Look it up, people. It was like 91. Anyway, like Thanksgiving time period of 91, right after The Undertaker debuted, around, it was a little after that, when they discussed, uh, what was, I don't know. Anyway, so, 
Getting back, so the, it's the big eight, man. Uh, Fergie and Jarrett start. A nice opening spot. Um, Rockers come in. This got all jacked up. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, it was a, a drop-down, top-rope crossbody. Yeah, Shawn Michaels yeah. hit, hit that top-rope cross, top crossbody. And, well, it's hard to do. People understand, in a 16-foot ring, it is hard to do a drop-down then take a, and then catch somebody on, and get take a bump. To catch them or take a bump. It is really hard because there's no room. You know? Yeah, yeah, that, uh, that extra two to four feet makes a huge difference. Yes. So when he came off that rope, top rope with the cross body, it was just, it was weird. Um, then all eight got in there, the big eight way. Uh, Prince got in there, Nate the Rat got in there. It was just a big melee. Um, heels were beating on the bay faces, then... Here comes Bill Dundee out to make the save. And um, he gets them going a little while. Then Fernandez and Guerrero come out. He'll take back over. Uh, Fernandez and Guerrero are beating on Dundee in the corner. Beating him down. And out comes Big Bubba. So Bubba comes in. He's firing up on Guerrero and Fernandez. They get him off Dundee. Uh, while this is going on, you see the, looks like the floor director is Iggy and Lance to take it home. <laughs> Did you see that? No, he was in the shot almost the entire time. <laughs> he just kept staring. I was like, what the crap? <laughs> but they wasn't going home with it. That was the thing. <laughs> It's like Lance is like, whatever, dude. We got a good brawl going here. It's <laughs> so far as the best thing we've had all day. <laughs> He's on take it home, you know. <laughs> oh man, this got crazy. Um, it was just so overcrowded. Yeah, I know. Did you see Dundee? He grabbed Nathan Rat's cane and fish hooked Hector with it. Yeah. <laughs> I started dying laughing. I was like, dang. He fish hooked him with the cane. And then uh, Jeff Jarrett and Manny Fernandez was fighting on the floor. Uh, somebody threw a... Where'd the stool come from? Somebody threw a stool in the ring. Did you see that? I think one of the people on the side might have had that stool. But man, I forgot who ended up with it. I think it was Michaels. Shawn Michaels in the ring was hitting people with it. Yeah, he, he clocked somebody with he, it. He, he drilled Hector with it. He drilled Hector Guerrero with it. With it. Because <laughs> Hector was hitting people with the cane. And he, <laughs> Michael's got the stool and drilled Hector with it. This was the best part of the whole show. And then they get, about half of them get on the floor. Um, Hector slams Jarrett's head into the, the to the desk. Bill Dundee, do you see, Fernandez, <laughs> Fernandez was standing on the outside right by the ring, Dundee chucks that stool and hits Fernandez right in the head, did you see that? I, I saw that, and I also saw, uh, right before break, Shawn Michaels did a dive. Yeah. Fernandez. 
Fernandez, and Fernandez caught him. Yeah. <coughs> At first, he went to do it right before Fernandez got hit. He went to do it, and Fernandez turned. What went? And when he turned, that's when Dundee clocked him with that stool, and the <laughs> broke the stool. And then he, I guess, when he sold and turned around, that's when Michaels came off, jumped back, jumped out of the floor on him. But yeah. He slung it and just popped Fernandez right in the head. I, I was dying laughing. But yeah, that was so. Yeah, that he basically then they cut the break. They come back. It's Lance and Dave at the desk, and they're uh, talking about the big brawl. And uh, then they uh, Dave gives today's show results. Uh, Lance signs off, music hits, video hits, and we're out. That, that brawl, it was crowded, but it was the best thing that was on there today. Okay, so for me, it just wasn't wild enough. Wasn't wild or anything we had all day? <laughs> I, don't, I don't, yeah, that it was. I will give you that. That it was. I, uh, I don't know, I, I, I saw it as almost like, a crappy indie battle royal. Oh, they were trying to make it. Yeah, you can tell it was. It wasn't. Yeah, for Memphis, it was lame. But we had it was compared to the rest of the show. It made it look a regular Memphis show would have made that look horrible. But the rest of the Memphis show was so horrible that day. It made that look good. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. No, yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, it. it because there was too much in there. Yeah, it was... I see what you're saying, too. Yeah, definitely. But... <laughs> yeah, it's a funny part, so... Does <laughs> that fish... Well, he fish hooked Hector with that cane. I... I usually don't laugh anything Dundee does, but that was funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, it's, it's funny because, like... There was no... He had no regard for anybody else. No, he, he don't. He definitely didn't when he fish hooked him. He didn't know it was coming. <laughs> but that's something that's Dundee's uh, M.O. since he's been back, hasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, man. So what do you think overall? Well, give me your ups and downs and peaks and valleys and whatnot about this show. Alright, so for me, I thought it was a, a solid show. Also, I'm also kind of just happy to be back, so it's fun to be back doing it. Um, oh, let me think. So peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so go, going from the beginning, uh, you're dead right as far as the, the promos of the guys are just standing there. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy any time I see Bobby Jaggers, even though this wasn't a good match. Um, by the way, he murdered Ricky Fontana with a short arm line. Oh, he did. I forgot. I did have that wrote down. I forgot. Yeah, he ate him up with that, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, so I love Bobby Jaggers. Uh, Jimmy Jack Clone's trying. Uh, let's see, Jeff Jarrett interview was bad. Uh, Jeff Jarrett poster commercial. Eh, okay. Um, <laughs> Jerry 
solid blue night. I can't give it anything because it was 28 seconds. Uh, happy to see Pat and Paul's baby faces, but that segment was bad. Uh, Dundee's Nasty Boys match, bad. God, man, so yeah, overall, like, I didn't think the show was great. Um, if I had to go, like, for, for peaks, uh, Bobby Jaggers being on my TV, RPMs, whooping butt, uh, the debut of Nate the Rat. <laughs> I mean, that was cool for me, you know. Um, it's kind of it. So, I mean, I'd give it like one thumb in the middle, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Manny Fernandez, like the stuff I did watch of him, like him and Hector are awesome in the ring. Yeah. I wish I could have paid attention to that match because it looked like they were doing some cool stuff. So I'll throw that in there too. And that top note rope knee drop's awesome. Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> everything he does in the ring is, it was just, it. Every, you could tell, like you said earlier, uh, everything on his, you know, it just looks really aggressive, uh, snug, crisp. But like I said, I think it has to do with him just getting there. You know, after about a month of doing free Saturday morning TV, we'll see how, you know, <laughs> if he starts folding it in. Yeah, um, for sure, that'll but, be. Uh, but right yeah. now, yeah, his um, his uh, yeah, and Jagger's that that short on clothesline was brutal, boy. Whoo. Um, I just hate that I did. You know, we had two segments of of heated um, feuds, and nobody touched, and just sit there and googly eyed each other. You know, at least have one of them. You know, do something. Yeah. Yeah, like if you if you had one do that, then have the other beat them down. Something do something. I mean, you know, but two of them just. The one I think the most I think should have had it was the RPMs because they're the ones that should be the should have been the you know had the most you know stuff going on because like I said they lost their belts lost their money and had the chance of losing a ring so there's the ones that should at least had some kind of contact um, I think or if you're not or if you're not have contact that let Pat and Paul get beat up. Let Bubba bust through, make the save, you know. Um, I think Bubba really pop would have been big on if they did it that way. Um, it just seemed like the, the booking was just, they just wrote stuff down and said, just go with it, you know. Um, uh, yeah, the Jeff, I think the highlight of the, the show for me was Jeff Jarrett's jacket. Of the show, <laughs> yeah, because that was the most pathetic looking thing I ever seen in my life. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I've, I've seen some really bad ring jackets on indie shows through the years, but that's right there in probably the top 10. <laughs> that was bad, but um, I don't know. I say in the middle, in the middle, it definitely one thumb in the middle, one thumb in the middle, okay, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it just, um, um, I don't know, it just, um, I didn't like it, I mean, I just, I guess I, I still think they could do more and they don't want to. So, I don't know, <laughs> I'm just kind of, I was hoping more because we've been off for so long, <laughs> and it just kind of, 
I don't know. Kind of fizzled out. And I think talking about the stuff that we're going to do the New Year's got me so hyped. And then I watched this. I was like, uh, you know. <laughs> I think well, it, all roads to good wrestling lead through Memphis. So we got to get through this first. Hey, that's, that's pretty good little line right there. That's pretty good. That makes sense. Yeah. So, I said, yeah, we'll give it a, I'll give it about the same as you do. So, hopefully next week. I didn't even look to see if next week's a, I'm hoping next week's a, um, uh, studio show. I didn't even look. <laughs> oh, God, if it's not, then we may. If we're not, we're skipping it. We'll go the next week. Deal. Because I ain't watching no, uh, now. If it ain't a studio show, I ain't watching it, so. <laughs> I'll just say that right now. Uh, and we'll skip to the next week. But, um, I'm trying to think. So, we thought Bubba was gone. He's back. Um, I don't think anybody else new comes in the rest of the year. I'm trying to remember back when I watched this. I think, I don't think anybody else. Oh, yeah, T.J. Khan. I think he's the only person new that comes in the rest of the year. And I do know, where well, I looked up, uh, Scott Hall does come back uh, sometime this month from Japan. So, those two, those I think that's the only two new people coming in the promotion. So, um, oh, did they mention the Bruce Brothers? I don't remember hearing that. Ron and Don Harris, they come in sometime in, I thought they came in sometime in uh, November. I thought they did. Huh. Might be next week's episode. Then they, I know it was like, it was toward the end of November when they came, I mean, when they came to Memphis, so. So they'll be in there sometime. So basically three new people, but that be, should be it for the rest of the year. I think they keep basically keep the same crew, so. All right, anything else you want to add to it? Nothing from me, man. All right. Well, today is Thanksgiving, so everybody hope you had a good Thanksgiving. I know I did. I ate like a fat man. But what's new? Anyway, so until uh, we, we um, do this again, hopefully it'll be next week. We'll have no more um, Chinese virus flare-ups and have to take any more breaks. Um for Jeremiah Plunkett and Quinn Cruz, hey, that's me. Thanks for listening, and God bless. Bye-bye, everybody.